0: Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. I am so grateful to come to you on the radio, speak to you on the radio, to have this radio show. So grateful for your support and prayers. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for supporting us. If you'd like to learn more information about how you can support the ministry of Encounter, and boy, do we need your support. Uh, please go to thehopeencounter.org as well as email me personally at bill at thehopeencounter.org or come see me on a Friday night at an encounter service at uh, Church of the Savior at 1301 Brandon Road for dinner at 5.30 and a service at 6.30. We have been working for the past several weeks through the Encounter Revised New Bible Study. God's given us a great vision, to change the face of recovery and discipleship, evangelism, and community in churches. Jesus never compromised grace for truth. He never compromised recovery for discipleship. An encounter is the best of all those things put together because that's how Jesus ministered to people, full of grace, full of truth. Uh, and he he was just direct as can be, but full of love, full of grace, full of mercy, all these things. And And the key to jesus completing his mission that the father sent him to i've said this many times on the encounter radio show which jesus depended on four things he depended on the word of god which we've just spent several days talking about this week his relationship with his father uh, the holy spirit and the power of prayer think about that for a second if jesus christ himself needed those four things to accomplish what the Father sent them to do so that we can be forgiven and inherit eternal life. That's a big mission. That's a mighty big mission. How much more do we need those things in our lives? You see, every Christian should learn how to pray, and not only pray, but pray intimately and deeply And every Christian should be on a journey until they breathe their last breath of how to pray more effectively, of of how to grow their relationship with the Father, which is Anchor 10, commit to a daily prayer life and grow my relationship with the Father. There are a lot of reasons to pray. There are a lot of how-tos to pray. There are a lot of places to pray. There's a lot of motives to pray. There's a lot of prayers in the Bible to pray. But I believe that the one purpose of prayer is not to get hold of the answer. It's to get hold of the one who can give the answer. And that's to grow our relationship with our Father in heaven. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way, our Father. Those two words summarize the purpose of prayer. And he didn't give us a prayer prayer to pray of what to pray, but how to pray. And he says, when you pray, start with your father. In other words, pray to your father so that you can grow a relationship with your father. Of course, ask your father for things. Of course, talk to your father about what's going on. But by doing so and spending time in prayer, speaking to your father, you're going to grow your relationship with your father, my good friend, Pastor Jim Simbala, has built an entire ministry on prayer. The legacy of his church is not about the Brooklyn Tabernacle Church in Brooklyn, New York. He never wants to bring attention to the church, uh, the, the wonderful choir, uh, even himself or the teachings. That place was, has, has been and is still sustained by the power of prayer in the early days. When Pastor Simbler was thinking about giving up in ministry, because it was it's tough doing ministry in New York, had a rundown building. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to do it. He wasn't used to preaching. He didn't go to, he didn't go to seminary, and uh, he he said uh, he'd walk out of his own sermons. He went out. He went went down and spent some time. I think it was on a boat where where the spirit of the Lord spoke to him and and basically told him he said, if you would teach my people to pray. You'll never have a building big enough to contain all the people I'll, I'll I'll send you and you'll never run out of resources. Well, I can tell you today that thousands and thousands of, of people pack out the Brooklyn Tabernacle Church and Jim has never run out of resources. God has provided for him in miraculous ways over the years and It's never about what they're doing. It's always about what God is doing in response to what we are praying. He He says this, uh, and I've heard him say this many, many times. You can always tell how popular your pastor is by who shows up on Sunday, but you can always tell how popular Jesus is at your church by who shows up to the prayer meeting. I just said something, and a lot of churches say there's no more. There's not even a prayer meeting. So my question is, how, how popular is Jesus in those churches when Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer? My house, not a house of worship, although that's important, not a house of teaching, although that's important, not a house of discipleship, well, that's what I do, that's important, but a house of prayer. And we're temples of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is real passionate about this issue. I mean, twice in the Bible, he cleared out money changers in front of the temple because they were replacing prayer with people making a buck. And so if you want to upset God, replace prayer with something from a selfish agenda. Now listen, in the Encounter Bible study, Anchor 10, Commit to a Daily Prayer Life and Grow My Relationship with the Father, there's never enough words. To teach on prayer, there's never enough lessons to teach on prayer. So on Friday nights, when we get to this anchor, and there's another anchor, Anchor 11, which is warfare praying. We're going to talk more about that next week. I typically will spend two to three months teaching on prayer a year. I probably teach four to five months, uh, about 20, 25 teachings a year just on prayer. Because we can never learn enough about how to pray. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18 says this. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, again, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. But whenever I see a scripture that says it's God's will for me, it's a good idea to do it. And those are three things. Be joyful always. Pray without ceasing. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Listen, I'm naturally a joyful guy. Nobody's ever going to steal my joy. Joy is a choice. You can have joy despite what's going on in problems, circumstances. When when you don't have joy, you have let the enemy steal something that is a rich commodity in your life. Now it says pray continually. Does that mean I'm in a church you know, 15 hours a day, on my hands and knees. No, it just means that I'm in the spirit of prayer all day. It means I can get in my car. I can pray. I can go through the drive-through at at McDonald's and pray. You see, I can. You see, I, I won't. I don't have to have it my way. I have to have it God's way. And the only way I'm going to have it God's way is if I pray. And so I have to pray because that's who I am. That's my identity. That that I'm a temple of the, my, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm a house of prayer. That's my identity now, now that I'm a follower of Jesus and give thanks in all circumstances. Not that all circumstances are, are, are great, but I can give thanks because God's bigger and greater and better in any circumstance in my life. So that's how Anchor 10 starts out in the Encounter Bible study. And so we got a little thing that says practicing prayer. An encounter Our prayer is that you will follow God and live a transformed life of freedom and peace. In fact, Anchor 10 is all about prayer. It's our way to seek God and trust him for the results. The purpose is to know God by spending time with him, waiting to hear from him, being in his presence, trusting him. Jesus did all these things. See, prayer isn't just us speaking. It's it's that whole Psalm 4610 deal. Be still and know that he is God. It's waiting on God. It's hearing the voice of God. It's being still. It's being, oh, it's trembling in his presence. You see, during his ministry on earth, Jesus spent much time in prayer. He was purposeful and needed to get away and be alone with God. Oh, he was desperate to spend time with his father. And he needed to be in God's presence. Jesus needed the power of prayer to spend time talking to to his father. And again, If Jesus, the Son of God, needed to accomplish his mission uh, with the power of prayer and seeking, spending time, growing his relationship with his Father, how much more do we need to do that? You see, becoming more like Jesus doesn't just happen naturally. It happens supernaturally. Only when we have a surrendered heart can we expect to know God's heart. In this way, see, Scripture is full of examples and instructions and wisdom about prayer. when, when I first got saved, it wasn't long that I studied the Bible as a book of prayer. I studied every prayer that was in the Bible, uh, how God answered that prayer, what was in that, why He answered that prayer, how I can pray the same prayers or the same type of, same type of prayers. And I tell you, the Bible came alive to me. Um, and uh, there are so many Scriptures and stories about prayer. Psalm 50, verse 15 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will rescue you. Uh, uh, What a great promise. So who do you call when you're in trouble? Do you go to the throne or do you go to the phone? Do you go to Facebook or do you seek his face in the book, the Bible? You see, so many people use prayer as a last resort as opposed to a first response. Prayer should always be a first response. I'll, I'll never forget being a pastor in a church in Illinois I had a family come to me, a, a, a wife come to me and, and says, and says, my family's in trouble and I need, and and I need help. And, uh, and I looked at her and I said, well, let's pray right now. She goes, I don't need prayers. I said, well, yes, you do. She goes, well, what's prayer going to do? I said, prayer's going to, prayer's going to move the hand of God. I don't want prayers. Even though I told her prayer would move the hand of God, activate God and bring God onto the scene uh, people are just so accustomed to doing things without the power of prayer. James 5.13 says this, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Let them pray. With such clear and beneficial instructions, why do others rarely call upon God when trouble comes? I, I can tell you why. There's prayerlessness in the church. And w- once someone had a great idea, oh, let me say this, it wasn't a great idea, it was a dumb idea. That the church needed to stop having prayer meetings. That's like the same person that says, you know, let's not have prayer in, in our public schools. Let's not let's not have the Pledge of Allegiance. See, the moment you take out God, you forfeit God's blessing, God's favor. See, why is it that we only call upon God in times of trouble but don't bother to spend time with Him on a regular basis? There could be a variety of reasons, but one is simply that we have wrong motives. Our motives have a direct correlation to the effectiveness, have our prayers. That's why James wrote this in chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. You desire, but do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. Did you catch that? You have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you want, what you get on your pleasures. So we're going to work through tomorrow some biblical foundations for prayer so you can learn. That's my goal for you, my hope for you, so that you learn to come boldly to God with faith and confidence, with the right motives, knowing this, that he hears your prayers and answers them in his good and perfect way. God is a prayer-answering God that loves to hear us when we pray. One of the prayers I've learned to pray is, Lord, thank you for always hearing me when I pray. I hope you have that confidence when you pray that God hears you. Thank you for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show.